This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Zillow.com. Hey, podcast listeners, are you looking for ways to boost your business and expand your network? I want to encourage you to check out what advertising options are available to you on Zillow.com. If you haven't checked out Zillow in a while or maybe never have before, please send an email to keepingitreal at zillowgroup.com. That's keepingitreal at zillowgroup.com. And one of Zillow's team members will be in touch with you to see the options available in your market as well as learn about their new products and tools to help your business grow. Again, that email address is keepingitreal at zillowgroup.com. And now, on to the show. Welcome to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. Today, we have our newest monthly series, Insights with Zillow. Now, everyone listening knows that Zillow is at the forefront of home buying and selling uh, here in the digital age. For example, currently, Zillow is averaging 190 million unique visitors to their website every single month. That reach is incredible, and they've become experts at buyer and seller behavior because of the sheer volume of users on their website. And this means they have insight based on hard data, not just theory. And they're going to talk about some of these insights here on our show. And we couldn't be more excited or proud to have Zillow as our guest today. Representing Zillow as usual is Chris Lapp from their corporate partnership team. Now, I've personally known Chris for several years. He's a fantastic resource to listen to and also to help agents take some of these Zillow insights to increase their overall real estate production. Um, But let me tell you a little bit about Chris before we get started. Uh, Chris Lapp has been with Zillow for four years and serves as the corporate partnership manager. In this role, Chris works with some of the largest and most strategic real estate brokerages around the country to drive partnership opportunities with Zillow. Chris has a doctorate degree in the field of communication and has years of experience coaching agents and brokers nationwide to implement best practices practices, and strategies for online lead conversion. Uh, Welcome to Keeping It Real, Chris. Thank you so much once again for joining us. Thanks, DJ. Absolute pleasure to be with you again and uh, the whole crew. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, we're excited to have you. And we just found out that uh, Chris used to live um, right w- or nearby uh, where I was just on vacation. So um, next time before I go on vacation, I'm going to reach out to you because you, <laughs> I could have I could have used some of those recommendations. And um, uh, but I, I I had a great time uh, out in California where where you used to live. So what a magical place uh, in Southern Wonderful California. Wonderful place. It wow. really is as good to live there too. Oh, all it takes is money. (laughs) All it takes is money. Right next to where we were staying, the resort we're staying at, and we were in Dana Point, um, is uh, these beautiful homes overlooking the water. And we were there with one of, um, it was a Miraval resort, and they have all sorts of cool new agey uh, classes and things and, and perfect for Southern California. And we were taking this, this morning meditative walk, four mile meditative walk along the coast. And I was literally right next to our resort and the, um, I'm not really a basketball person, but, um, Kobe Bryant's widow, uh, is, is building a home there and she has one of the more inexpensive homes there. And it's still like, it's just an insane area. And I was like, Oh, if I ever get rich, that's where I'm going to move to. It is. It's a weird place. I ran into Tom Cruise (laughs) at Disneyland once, and that was an odd, odd thing. 
<laughs> that is, uh, that's pretty awesome. Was, was he, did you were able to say hi or, or how did it, or was it a no, don't talk to like, Tom? It was like a don't talk to Tom, like security guard presence around him. Sure. Oddly. Sure. My, I have, um, my aunt lives in the town of orange itself. So, um, yeah. so I grew up going to visit, uh, her and I've been to Anaheim uh, plenty of times. I've been to, to Disneyland, but never, never met any celebrities, but, um, but it was funny because we, we'd be walking on the beach in Dana point and these homes overlooking, I mean, God only knows how, how expensive they were. And we'd see these people, you know, walking along the beach and I'm like, is this a billionaire? Is that a billionaire? Like they have to, some of these people have to own these homes. Um, but they all are just, right. you know, in their, their casual California clothes. But anyway, we're not right. here to talk about, uh, my, my trip. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm still in trip vacation mode. Uh, but today, um, what we, what we do want to talk about is take a few minutes to ask you about Zillow's recent big news. Um, and could you explain to our listeners and our viewers the announcement of what Zillow Homes is and give us an update? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I'm, I'm excited for a couple of reasons to talk today. One, obviously, I want to, you know, talk about, you know, social media, some of the insights we have there. But, right. you know, before we jump into that, I really do want to take a few moments and discuss kind of the recent announcement about Zillow Homes. So to start... Just to give high-level overview, Zillow Homes is a licensed brokerage entity, and it is our latest service to simplify and streamline Zillow offers transactions to deliver really a more integrated experience to customers. So Zillow offers customers can already use Zillow affiliated mortgage, title and escrow services through Zillow Home Loans, as well as Zillow closing services. So Delivering an all Zillow offers related transaction service through a single coordinated platform, that's what was really designed to help consumers save time, as well as kind of reduce friction and uncertainty in the home buying process. So ultimately, what that means is that starting in January, this coming January, customers in the Atlanta market, Phoenix market, as well as the Tucson market, who sell their homes through Zillow offers, will work directly with a trusted licensed employee of the licensed brokerage entity, which is Zillow Homes. So Zillow owned homes in these markets will be listed for sale by licensed Zillow Homes employees. And that this means for the first time, Zillow offers sellers can complete the entire transaction from start to finish utilizing Zillow branded services rather than up until this point, it's been multiple third parties. So we expect to kind of expand services to additional Zillow offers markets later in the year in 2021. But that's kind of the, the 30,000 foot view for you. And this isn't the, the, the lead programs that you offer to agents has not changed. Those continue to, to be in service and uh, you know indefinitely. Exactly, exactly. This is just very specific for the Zillow offers markets. Got it. Yeah. So just out of curiosity, um, what has brought Zillow, you mentioned a, a little bit already, but just curious what brought Zillow to introduce those new services? Yeah, well, over the last few years, you know, of operating the Zillow offers business, we've learned that it's really, really important to customers that they're having a service that's simple, giving them control and transparency. It's all the things that consumers in the 21st century want, right? I mean, that's like the 21st century economy. It's the thing that we're all kind of evolving and growing into, right? And 
you know, as I've mentioned on this podcast prior, uh, our customers have been, and they're always going to continue to be the North Star. And we're working to kind of evolve the business to meet their needs and their expectations. So uh, we really believe doing this is going to benefit our partners in the industry as well. You know, regardless of how our customers want to buy or sell, you know, whether it's through, you know, Zillow offers or through a trusted premier agent partner, we want our partners providing the seamless experience that's going to help buying a home uh, and make it really a joyful, delightful experience. So uh, really the idea is to streamline the process and create less friction and confusion for the consumers. So uh, again, the, the people that will be acting, the agents acting uh, will be Zillow employees. And these are employees that we have had at Zillow that went and got, went through the licensing process. So it's not bringing people in from the outside. Yeah. And if, if a buyer uh, reaches your website and wants to talk to an agent, um, a, a non-Zillow, uh, you know, uh, employee, that, that does not right, change. Right. So, so yeah. for everyone listening, this is not changing the, the traditional process of what the, what the consumer is looking for. They can still reach out to agents. They can still, um, you know, agents can still advertise on the premier agent platform. There's, there's still those opportunities have not changed at all. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I want to really want to stress that that nothing's changing on that front. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, so, you know, with this announcement, um, you know, this is this is an announcement. Are there any other changes that you see coming? Well, I, like you said, I want to stress just again the way we do business with agents today. It's really going to remain largely unchanged, right? So, you know, connecting agents' expertise with exceptional customer service skills for home shoppers that's going to remain a core part of our business going forward. So, you know, agents are essential to that mission and providing a better real estate experience for all home shoppers. That's really the goal. But with this announcement, uh, we are looking to simplify and improve the way that we collect listing data. And currently we have a whole bunch of data feeds uh, from all over the country. And we're moving from those like thousands of des uh, disparate feeds to MLS, IDX, you know, internet data exchange feeds, IDX sure. feeds. Um, and so for compliance reasons, gaining access to the IDX feeds is gonna require us to make some minor adjustments to the site, you know, including just very small changes to how agents' photos appear on listings and so forth. Um, but overall, nothing's really changing. You know, our solutions, the goal is really to continue to help maintain agent uh, advertising ROI and brand presence while connecting uh, agents with active home shoppers. So, you know, no changes are gonna happen to the site now. Anything that will change will happen in the new year. And, you know, I'm committed to keep you and your listeners up to date on any of those changes. But again, just looking at minor things. So ultimately wanna reassure agents that they can expect to see the same share of voice for their leads and connections. Nothing on that front is changing. And for everyone listening, what, what this might ultimately mean, 
Uh, and I know with our agents, you know, sometimes people want things so fast. Um, right. We even have agents say, I just posted a, a new listing on the MLS here in Chicago. It's not on Zillow yet. It was like, how long has it been? Right. Oh, it's been 10 minutes. Well, okay. Um, well, well, there is, a, there is a, a feed delay in their ability. Certainly Zillow wants it up a second after it goes live. And so exactly. with, with the announcement of Zillow, uh, Zillow uh, homes, the Zillow, uh, the new home, the Zillow home service, this actually will help potentially bridge some of that time gap. Um, it's it's not a guarantee, but but that's part of the reason, from my understanding of, of one of the reasons is this will actually help bring that data to your site much faster, which serves everybody better. 100%. You know, there we all know those frustrating times, right? Where somebody reaches on a property and maybe it was just taken down and it hasn't had a chance to update on the site. Sure. The idea here is that this is going to create a much more streamlined experience for the consumer and ultimately help everybody, including the agents. That's really exciting. Um, I think that's, I think it's so cool. I, I just love how, you know, uh, Zillow really being a technology firm at its core is always utilizing technology to just better, better serve the client, which then I think tees up a better experience for the agent, right? Zillow, I, I've always thought yep. it's so cool that Zillow's, you know, free service to consumers really takes a lot of the legwork uh, out of what agents used to have to do. Um, it, it, and the agent can focus more on the human connection, the human side of it. Zillow can take some right. of the, uh, just some of the data side away and uh, just makes it so much easier for the agent, in my opinion. Yep, that's the goal, right? We want to make it, we want to take the difficult parts and make it, you know, work through those so that the consumer and the agent, they're able to just make the connection and agents are able to utilize their strengths moving forward without getting stuck with any of the difficulties that they didn't, they needn't have. Yeah, well, let's let's I think that that really covers that particular topic. Um, by the way, if any of sure. our listeners want more information about that or, or, or want us to dive deeper into that, please let us know. Um, send us, you know, emails or, or, or you know, postings um, on social media and let us know if you want us to get get more specific about that. But a lot has been written about this. And, and I, I find that that a lot of the news articles that have been written, I think, have been very um, uh, explanatory and really going into detail right. about what this means for agents. And it really, I see it as a huge positive uh, personally. Um, but let's yeah. talk about social media. That was the other topic we yeah. wanted to cover today. Yeah, so, great. you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts about leveraging sort of best practices around what agents can, can do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, sometimes, you know, hearing the word social media, the word social media, it can, it can do a couple of things, you know, for some, it's kind of second nature. It's like, no different than breathing, right? For others, it can feel like an alternate universe and it can be kind of, you know, overwhelming and intimidating. Um, and again, our goal is to make this easy for you and to really help you have the biggest and greatest impact that you can on your network. So, you know, as, as I was thinking about the, you know, social media and the topic of social media, you know, I, I was, I'll start with this. I'll make a big assumption about probably a lot of those who are listening today. And I'm going to assume that a lot of agents who are listening to this podcast, they got into the industry because they're very good with people, especially meeting people face to face. That seems to be a lot of agents' strengths. Yes. But as we all know, 2020 has brought about some big challenges for agents because, you know, well, namely, you can't use your strengths of meeting people face to face in the way that you used to right now, right? right? In this COVID world, right? And 
most agents that I know, they didn't get into the industry because they're social media gurus or because you know they're internet marketing experts. They didn't get their degree in online marketing, right? Right. Um, and so, you know, I I think a lot of agents can feel intimidated, kind of by the prospect of needing to be an expert in so many different ancillary fields. And a lot of agents that I talk to really consider themselves more of generalists, right? Kind of those who know a little about a lot, right? And again, are very good with people. But the good news for agents is that here in Zillow, we know a lot about consumer demands, right? And we know right. a lot when it comes to the online marketplace as well as social media marketing. So, you know, I think you had mentioned we had over 190 uh, unique, uh, 190 million unique monthly users. That's now over 200 million. Wow. So, you know, we see lots and lots of data trends and we are able to kind of pour through the data, see what works as well as what doesn't work. And really, we want to make this as easy as possible for agents to find success in the changing world of real estate. So uh, I want to take a look at how to leverage social media, as well as kind of discuss some tools that you can use to find success in this, you know, social media meets COVID world. Yeah, everything everything's changed um, a bit, right? So you were saying the the meetings face to face uh, right. more than a bit, of course. And um, you know, even I was just you know out in California and took a flight out there, and and you know that was even something that my girlfriend and I really had to think about was were we comfortable um, it, meeting face to face with other uh, travelers right. um, and, and right. having to sort of figure out you know what was what was reasonable for us. Um, so I think social media is probably more important than ever until we get to a place where we're able to have more more face-to-face -face meetings, um, which hopefully will be coming shortly, but certainly uh, right. not right this second. Um, so what are some of the, the main ways that you feel we could best leverage social media? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, as you said, it really, social media right now for a lot of people is a bit of a lifeline, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's good components of that. And then there's also, you know, as we all know, negative components, right? But what we have found when it comes to particularly the agent um, creating and sharing content, that's going to be the most important part of social media success. Uh, and so there's a couple methods that we have, you know, suggest maybe using. First thing is this video is king. Yeah. Right. That's, I mean, think about your own browsing habits online. Right. I mean, video is the first thing that you're most people are pretty drawn to. Right. Sure. So I, I just want to be clear, though, I'm not talking about the need for some highly produced video. It really can be basic. Right. Um, what we do know is that video drives the most online engagement. It just yes. does. And we, by the way, we have we have Facebook. You. Facebook comes on our show once a month. They always talk right. about video, video, video. So this is not right. uh, an opinion. Right. This is this is absolute fact. Yeah, right. It is right. It, but video has a way of humanizing you, right? It yes. kind of makes the screen two dimensional to three dimensional a bit, right? We're able mm -hmm. to get more aspects of that person who's on the other end of the screen. Um, and you know, I think a lot of people think that maybe it needs to be you know some high class produced video. And that's not necessarily the case, right? Sometimes there could be something really uh, engaging about something that's not overly produced and it really can benefit to make you come across more human. And I think a lot of agents are afraid of video because they feel, you know, they need to 
stack up to their competition. And, uh, but I'll say this, the reality is the industry is being forced into this direction. And if you can start learning how to take basic videos now, it's going to get you ahead, of, uh, you know, ahead above your competition. And really right now with, you know, being in these COVID restrictions, now is as good a time as ever to jump in. So yeah. And, and I want to, you know, what, what's great and for everyone listening saying, well, I don't have the right lighting or I don't have, you know, a, a producer or a director or a professional right. crew, you know, I, I think content is king when it comes to video, uh, which yep. Chris, you had just said basically the same thing is, is the value of what you're providing is way more important than the aesthetic of the, the of yep. the product. So if, if you have a shiny, you know, beautiful ring light that the influencers use to make yourself look better, um, that's fine. Uh, but the content right. is, is really what's most important. So even if you're, you know, driving or you shouldn't do this while you're driving, but even if you were doing a very non-professional video without those, you know, uh, accoutrements to, to make it look and sound perfect, if you're providing great value, people uh, will, will respond to that as much, if not more than something that's highly produced that might not have that level of value. Right, right. You know, I, I'm just thinking, you know, a couple ways that I have seen this kind of effectively be used. You know, I recently, I saw an agent uh, who's very good on social media, post a very simple, basic video where it showed them delivering a pizza, a box of pizza and some champagne to <laughs> some clients who just closed on a new house. And, yeah. you know, he's smiling, he's walking up to the door, you know, rings, you know, knocks on the doorbell and, you know, the, the you know, couple opens the door and hands him the pizza, the champagne. Next thing, you know, they're popping the champagne. And it was, it was short. It was a short, basic clip but it was powerful, right? Yeah. And it was one of those experiences, just watching it kind of put a smile on my face, put me in a good mood. And it sure. really kind of made me want to work with that agent, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I've also seen agents do things like creating a very simple, just in front of their desk, two minute monthly marketing video, yeah. right? Like market update. Like here's what's new in the market. Uh, here's the trends, here's what we see happening. And they, you know, if you do it on a monthly basis, it can help to build that consistent rhythm of credibility to your network, right? And you can, you know, put it on social media, Facebook, you know, Instagram, uh, Twitter, you can do all the different mediums and you can even email it out uh, as well, right? So that's something I've seen that's been really effective. And I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt for just a moment because you just um, gave me an idea uh, to share with the audience. So that's a non-real estate related idea, but very similar to what Chris just mentioned. So Chris was just talking about doing a monthly market update, you know, a couple minutes, get some data points, read them uh, yeah. and, and turn your phone around and do that. Um, here's something that any one of us could do monthly or sorry, weekly. Um, I know for me, and I live in, and Chris is, is in Seattle, a big metropolitan area. So of course is Chicago where I am. Um, but even if you're in a more rural area, this, this maybe even is in some ways, maybe even better to do there, but certainly yeah. can be done anywhere, which is, I know every weekend, especially now in, in, you know, the pandemic days, I'm not sure what, 
events are even available. I'm not sure what's going on in my local community socially. I know the weekends are always like, okay, what can we do on the weekend? Where am I able to go? Um, and right. I think agents, you know, all you have to do is, you know, do some research and think about what value that provides is do a, maybe every Thursday you do a, here's what's coming up this weekend in your local community. We know real right. estate is hyper local. Yeah. This is a, cr a great way to provide value right now. Here's here's things you can do outside of your house this weekend in your local area right. and just have three or four ideas. I would love if somebody were to do that for my own little neighborhood. Um, I don't, I'm right. sure somebody does, but I haven't found that yet. So you could do that just as a little idea. So didn't mean to interrupt that, your flow. Uh, but, that, uh, no, uh, that is that is a great idea. I mean, I, I'm thinking I would love to see something like that myself. Sure. You know, I, I saw an agent, uh, post an Instagram story, like a video story, where yeah. they did a walkthrough of their latest listing. And then they did a, I don't know, it was like a two to three minute little clip where they showed how they decorated the front porch with like, you know, autumn themed decorations, like, you know, really basic things like pumpkins, corn stalks. And they showed how to make a nice front porch decorated for the season. And they I did so yeah. on a listing, right? And it. it highlighted the agent's expertise, you know, their eye for detail, and it stuck with me, right? Um, you know, and, and another thing you could do is, you know, if your client's up for it, film them talking about their experience working with you, right? Think of it like a, you know, a, a video review of sorts, right? Again, yeah. just getting this content. So getting your kind of creative juices flowing, thinking, what can I do to put myself out there to keep myself top of mind in my network? that's what's going to be vital. And for everyone listening or watching, it does not have to look or sound perfect if there are mistakes. No. It, it's okay. Not only is it okay, it might even be preferred because we right. we are all imperfect people. We actually relate better to imperfection than perfection. So even if you right. stumble over a word or you do something silly and you have to start over, I would keep that in. It's endearing. It's funny. Everyone goes yep. through it and, and it makes you appear way more human than a perfectly polished. I mean, you know, we don't hardly edit our, our episodes too. And I am by no means in any way perfect in my delivery or, or my visual, you know, sort of aesthetic of, of this podcast. So um, people don't really want that. They just want quality uh, content. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. You know, and there are lots of ways to do it. Um, you know, I would say dip your toe in the water with video. If you, if you haven't done it, try out all the different mediums, right? You know, so try out Facebook, Instagram stories, try the live videos for Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you know, that can seem to get a lot of traction because people get notified when somebody in their network goes live with a video, right? So that can get a lot of traction. And then also just, you know, work with the typical static post, right? And yeah. that can be any number of things as well. Yeah, that's, those are great. Um, so outside of video, you have any other ideas for social media sort of best practices? Yeah. So, you know, video is king, right? That's very important. Content, content, content. But another thing is sharing articles and giving maybe your commentary on, you know, any given article. Uh, again, it's putting yourself out there as much as you can. Uh, you know, we've created a resource at Zillow that's tailored for agents to share world-class content. So we make it honestly as easy as possible for you. It's called Zillow Porchlight. And for those listening, it's very simple. Just visit zillow.com forward slash blog, zillow.com forward slash blog. 
And that is called Zillow Porchlight. And we post articles on there all the time, right? And there, there's a whole range of topics that we discover. Sometimes, you know, I think recently, our most recent post is how to carve the best pumpkin on the block, right? <laughs> I mean, it's kind I of silly, that. kind of playful, you know? And then we also have, you know, an, an article on there called Selling increase your screen, your home's screen appeal, right? Instead of curb appeal, kind of screen yeah, appeal. Yeah, I love it. Um, so again, we have, it varies all different different kinds of content, but you know, you kind of get the idea. Easy, shareable content to keep you top of mind in your network. And you know, we have it it's shareable on every platform that you're on, right? Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and all the sites. So yeah, you know, and, and- and one of the things we do on on our Facebook page um, is we find articles. Uh, specifically, we actually post articles from the Zillow.com forward slash blog, um, the, the porch light, because we're looking for that content to send to our listeners yep. who are agents, um, whether it's real estate specific or real estate adjacent, or even just fun, right. cool content. So we we share that. We, you know, it's literally the only other thing we do in social media with our respect to our podcast is we post yep. videos like this. We post our episodes once they're completed and we post articles that we find online. So um, this yep. is a great resource. Um, you know, go to Zillow.com forward slash blog and, and, you know, subscribe if you have an RSS reader. I don't think most people use those anymore, but I do. Um, so if you're like a Feedly user, or if you just use Apple news, you can subscribe right. to that and, and have those pull in and then you can share them with your audience. And, and that way you don't have to write the content. It's even better. Um, you can exactly. just share really good content. Yeah, exactly. Again, trying to make it as streamlined and easy as possible. You know, and, and not only do we have a lot of great content, but, you know, there's a lot of great content just on the web from other trusted sources, right? So yeah. uh, I recommend, you know, creating a file in your computer of shareable content, you know, so that when you come across something that you think is, you know, oh man, this would be good to share, uh, just drop it in, save it in a folder. And before you know it, you're going to have a library of shareable content. So, yeah, and this, no. this really helps solve the problem of what do I post, you know, and you right. should post as much of your own content as you can, maybe through video, you can do some static posts, but geez, you don't have to write everything. Um, no. Let the experts help. Um, you know, you're, right. you're driving traffic to their site. So they're thrilled about that too, but this exactly. way you're keeping good content in front of your, your audience um, and you're not having to do as much uh, content creation, which is, let's be honest, that is taxing stuff. Um, it's hard enough to make a video. It is much harder <laughs> right. to sit. And I'm a writer. I mean, I write articles right. for, for magazines. Like, I know how much, but boy, agents really don't have that much time. So, no. you know, leverage some of these other services like uh, Zillow's blog to, to do that for your clients. Right. You know, and I'd also say is, you know, something to not forget is, you know, when you have a client who posts, you know, those coveted Zillow reviews on your Zillow profile, you know, you fought hard to get the review. You fought hard for the client. Make sure that you're sharing those reviews with your network. We have a shareable option on your profile. So you can post that directly to your social media, you know, or, or think of it this way. You know, you close, you list a home, you close a home, post about that too. Don't just share though that, you know, closed another property. Right. Instead, focus on the experience with the clients. Tag them in the post. This not only helps make the client feel special, uh, you know, when the experience is highlighted, but it lets their social media sphere know about it too, right? So this can help grow and expand your brand. It builds your likability. 
and really the joy of you know finding a new home. You get to focus on the story of the client, uh, and that keeps the posts unique because we've all seen the agent you know who posts closed another home, closed another home, closed another right. home. Create the story, find the story, and really share that. You know, I, and I've seen several agents do that very well, and I've also seen them you know share when they close a home property. You know, if they give them a, a closing gift, you know, they post about the gift that they're giving that client, not in a braggadocious kind of way, but in a way of saying like, look, I value my clients. I like to work with them and I like to see that they're treated well. Right. So highlighting that is another thing you can post about. And for every, everyone who, for, I'm just going to th- make sure everybody knows about this. If you are a dot loop user, so uh, that if you're not familiar, that's an electronic signature platform. Um, there is a really cool feature inside of dot loop that many people do not know about, and it, it might have to be activated by your brokerage. I don't know if an agent can act, act, uh, activate it themselves, but reach out to dot loop. If you don't know about this, there is a, if you're using dot loop to send paperwork back and forth and get signatures, there is a little link right above the paperwork that says write a Zillow review. So actually it's built in. If you're using dot loop, yep. they have this cool feature and make sure everybody knows that, uh, that the best way they could serve right. you is by writing a Zillow review. And then once that review happens, as Chris mentions, share it. Now, if you're thinking, well, I don't want to brag about my five-star perfect review. Here's, here's Here's a suggestion on how to do that. Um, Just a suggestion for me. It's certainly not the only way to go because I might feel that same way. Like, I don't really, I don't know. I'm not comfortable. What I would say if it was me is I would post the link inside of social media, like Chris was suggesting, which you can find right on Zillow's uh, review site. You can get the, the link just to that specific review and then say, wow, I am so grateful that tag the person yeah. so-and-so was kind enough to share their experience working with me. It was an honor working with them, you know, and that way you're not saying, Hey, look at how great I am. You're saying, look at how right. thankful I am that someone was yeah. kind enough because you should be that thankful by the way. And that right. makes, that takes, I think the perception of maybe you're worried. Somebody think you're sort of just bragging about how great you are into saying, how lucky am I that somebody took the time to do that? Right. Or use it as an opportunity to highlight your expertise, you know, say, wow, I'm really grateful for this review. I'm really grateful that we were able to get this deal done in such a hot market. And we were able to, you know, provide an offer they couldn't refuse or, you know, something to that effect. Um, There's ways to highlight your expertise while also sharing other people's experience of working with you. Yeah, I love it. What about, you know, let, let's, I, I've always wanted to, because there's so many different opinions about this and I think we should just, just ask about it. So what about mixing? Yeah. Cause this is the other question is, okay, I've got my personal non-business side on, on, on social media. Um, and then I've got my real estate business. Um, do right. I keep that separate? Do I merge it? What, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah. So, you know, some agents will have separate for just business, right? And then something mm-hmm. for personal. Uh, here's what I would say. Whatever you choose, you want to keep it professional. Uh, but I think that there are some really effective ways to utilize social media to show your network, the personal side of you too, right? Sure. Um, some things that, that I, we've seen agents do to leverage this, you know, is post, uh, you know, about a food drive that you're a part of or that your brokerage is hosting, right? Yeah. Um, 
Think of like, you know, a charity fundraiser that you're participating in uh, or a community building or cleanup project. Think beautiful pictures of your neighborhood or your city, right? Those things can show how connected you are to your neighborhood, to your city, to the region, and really highlight your involvement, right? So even, even if it's not real estate related, it can be powerful in building uh, you know, an online social media presence. So think about it in terms of that, right? Like, what do I want to do to really, to show my engagement and involvement in the community that I live in? What about virtual events? Um, you know, I know there's some agents who utilize Facebook Live or Zoom. Um, you know, there's a lot of platforms to do that. What are your thoughts on that? You know, we've seen some really creative things, especially during COVID. Uh, for example, we've seen agents give real estate 101 classes and market right. updates on Zoom, all right, live on Zoom, where they will advertise it for days in advance, you know, hey, sign up, come be a part of this Zoom class that I'm doing. You know, we've seen, some, this is great, we've seen some agents partner with local contractors to create really simple how-to videos, you know, like how to replace the, the faucet in your bathroom, right? Yeah. So it's, it's more basic things that they can teach others how to do. And they've done it either recorded or live on Zoom. And, I, and some agents we've seen have even been hosting like cooking classes, right? Mm -hmm. It has nothing necessarily to do with real estate other than really building the connection with your network and showing that, you know, you're a presence in their network, you're involved, you're there to help them, right? So think of it this way. Once you set a date for whatever event you are going to host, you can start promoting it on social media and posting updates as the events get closer. Again, this is the thing that keeps you top of mind and it's the thing that helps you with content creation. So again, there's some very creative solutions and you know events that we've seen agents do. So I think really the sky is the limit. There's a lot of opportunities. And as far as posting frequency, because that's a big question we'll get is, how right. often should I post? Do you have any thoughts about frequency? Well, uh, you know, everyone's different, right? You know, there's not really a one size fits all approach. You know, there's going to be some agents, I'm sure we've all seen that maybe post, you know, three, four times a day, right? Yeah. Maybe there's those agents who post, you know, three times a month, and there's some that post three times a year, and those who never post, right? What we have found is that it's usually best to not post more than once a day. And you really probably want to post something at least maybe every other day or every second day, right? To keep engaged, keep top of mind with the people that you're connected to. And really in that, you wanna build a balance kind of between think business posts as well as personal. And especially if you're doing it on the same account, right? This is gonna be helpful for you to really kind of build the network by sharing things that you enjoy and care about. And it's also gonna help you establish and build that brand and that, you know, that online presence. So again, not a one size fits all approach, but I'd say probably no more than once a day, probably no less than every like second or second or third day. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that's really doable even for the busiest of, of, of agents, um, you know, right. and there's, boy, there's so much um, content. I, I, I always recommend as a, as a place to get started, we talked about some content options, whether it's video or static posts earlier. And this is just a great way to start to think about what do my clients 
or rather, what does my sphere of influence really need right now? Um, or what do right. they want right now? And, and this, it doesn't always have to be real estate related. Chris was mentioning he's seen right. cooking classes and, and, and how to, you know, decorate, um, you know, your front porch for Halloween. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to do with anything about real estate. I mentioned coming up with ideas every week to uh, what you can do over the weekend. The, the bottom line is think about what your sphere of influence actually would like to see. And you might not know the exact perfect answer for that. So you can try a few things. And then what I recommend is if you are thinking of a series. So for example, if you were to take my suggestion of, I'm going to do a weekend event series and I'm going to do it every Thursday, realize that if you can commit to that over the next year, which really is, seems like a big task, but you just take it week by week. You know, you probably do five minutes of research online to find out what events are going on. You write them down on a notepad you have in front right. of you on Super your computer. Simple. Super simple. And you do a 90 second to two minute video. That is something that you can do every single week for a year. And if you commit to that, you have, that's the trick is you gotta, this, this podcast didn't exist because I put out one episode and all of a sudden we had thousands of listeners. We had like no listeners for, for, for gosh, I I'm embarrassed to say how long we had no listeners for, but, but <laughs> the reality of it was over time, we wanted to get people hooked on these conversations because I just kept thinking, I know if I were a producing agent, I would want to know what top agents are doing. And I thought no one has done that. Um, and here's an opportunity for, you don't have to have my idea. You certainly can try my idea too. Um, but just think about what your sphere of influence would like. And even if it's as simple as restaurant recommendations or, you know, um, ideas yeah. to help stay in touch during COVID, there's a million ways to do it, but commit to a series, commit to doing it for a year and, you know, try yeah. to make it so achievable that you're not killing yourself every week or every month trying to create the content. It doesn't have to yep. take that long. Yeah, totally agree. You know, I think having a calendar, right, where you simply just, yeah. you know, mark every Wednesday and, you know, every Friday or whatever days you pick, right? These are the days that I'm going to post something, right? And again, you have a whole... Uh, you know, a toolbox filled with all the different things and all the different kinds of content that you can do to put yourself out there. But if you just put a couple of days in the calendar, these are the days I'm going to post, it'll help keep you, keep you to doing it. And it's going to take time to build up that, that engagement. So if you're not getting the likes okay. and the comments, don't worry. If you go to our Facebook page to sort of peel back the curtain here, you would think we have no listeners because really on social media, we do not have a strong foothold. We just don't. And that's not something we're great at. However, thousands and thousands and thousands of people listen to every single one of our episodes. So we're so grateful, but we're, we've been posting on social media for years and it would appear yeah. that it doesn't really have much of an impact because we don't get a lot of comments, but we're also not posting content that would generate content or, or comments. We're just posting right. content that we think is really valuable. And we get feedback right. behind the scenes every single day, almost from people saying, Oh my God, I love what you guys post, not just your episodes, yep. but some of the social media stuff, but don't worry about the, the actual engagement. Um, because whether or not 
you know, I mean, if you're getting negative feedback, of course, take that into consideration, but really <laughs> it's just put it out there and be consistent and just trust that it's working. And then of course, take the temperature uh, every so often and make sure that it's actually useful. Right. Um, but, right. um, but don't worry about how many likes or how many views um, it's going to take a while. And, and, you know, you're still probably doing some good out there despite how yep. low the engagement might appear. Yep. Absolutely. hundred percent. Speaking of articles, I like the things that you post. I might not oh, comment, that, but I see them. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, thank you. We, we appreciate that. And, yeah. and that's, and that's really common. But if I were to look, I would be depressed because I would go, no one's liking right. it. No one's. And it's like, I have to, if I actually look at how many people have seen it, then our numbers are great. But if I look at how many likes right. and comments, oh my God, well, I, I had a blog uh, years ago, a very um, uh, somewhat popular uh, humor blog. And I was getting dozens and dozens of comments uh, on every post I made. This is sort of, you know, the mid 2000s and, um, and, and into the, in, into the last, uh, well, anyway, but anyway, then I started noticing comments drifting off. Um, and, right. and so people aren't commenting as much as they used to. So don't worry too much about that. Just create good content and make sure that the people know about it. Um, let people know that you're doing this. Um, and, um, I, I, we, we, there, there's a, there's a, um, uh, a, a, a brokerage in Arizona, um, who puts out a podcast for their agents, for their agents. They have a thousand agents, uh, they're in Phoenix and they're in a bunch of other States too. Um, they put out a podcast episode every single day for their agents. Um, and if you look at the numbers, cause, cause they, they shared that with me, the numbers are pretty low as far as how many people actually, uh, you know, uh, actually uh, listen to this, this information, but it is so popular among their, um, their actual uh, agent community. And it has now made them the biggest firm in all of Phoenix or all of Arizona rather. And it is not, only because wow. they do this, but they're the only firm I've ever heard of who does that. And I'm like, that wow. is awesome. And they're like 10 minute little bite-sized chunks. Now that's a ton of work right. to do every day, but boy, uh, separates them from everyone else. So, um, as a, as somebody who recruits agents, I like, oh my God, that's a brilliant idea. Now you're not probably right. our listeners are not somebody who needs to recruit agents, but you need to recruit buyers and sellers. So you don't have to create content every single day, but think about something that would be helpful and valuable. Don't worry about the end result. Just worry about the value of it. And, um, and, and it'll, it'll, it just takes time and just keep at it. Yep. Totally um, no, so, so we've gone through a lot. This Chris was so funny before we were starting, Chris, like we really don't have that much to go through today. And now it's been a full hour. So I, I got to let Chris <laughs> get back to his busy job. I'm not the only thing that he does uh, every day as well. Um, but um, the, you've given us so much great content. Um, any, any closing thoughts that you might have? Well, look, you know, thanks for having me on the show. It's always fun. You know, to close out, I'd say this, having an online presence is absolutely vital, especially in times like we're living right now, right? It really is your virtual front door. There's just no other way to say it. So having a robust social media presence can be very helpful to build your brand as well as grow your network. And, you know, to be honest, when you combine that with online advertising on, you know, say Zillow, you're really setting yourself up for success. So if you've never tried advertising on Zillow, you haven't done it in a while, I highly recommend reaching out to see what's available in your area. So feel free to email keepingitreal at zillowgroup.com. Many of you already have, uh, and we've connected you with the team that can look and see what advertising opportunities are available for you in your area. So 
Again, keeping it real at zillowgroup.com. Reach out and we will see what is available in your area. So, and guys, that, it, it, thanks, it, it is, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool too, because here's what Zillow can do for you, which you might think, so you, you might be thinking, I'd like to advertise on Zillow, but all of the zip codes are already locked up. I can't get these zip codes. And that may or may not be the case. Um, Zillow can look in and see what's available, but they can also find opportunities in other areas that you might yeah. not have thought about where the actual ROI uh, is significantly better than that ideal perfect zip code that you're thinking you wish yeah. you had because it has you know, the most exclusive listings or whatever. Um, it is yeah. incredible the data they have. I really encourage everyone. Uh, I, I'm not, of course, paid to say this at all, but I, I really think it is so cool. I was so impressed um, when when I've reached out to Zillow on behalf of our own agents and, and Chris and his team have said, okay, here are some zip codes that you guys probably aren't thinking about that actually are really uh, a really good deal as far as just a deal. Um, and, yeah. and being able to pass, for me as, a, as somebody who works for our agents, we have 700 agents at our firm. Um, this is great value for me to be able to bring to our agents and say, hey, just so you guys know, here are some great zip codes that are underutilized right now um, that Zillow knows about and sent over. So they can do all sorts of cool data dives for you. So um, yeah. definitely reach out. Again, that that email address is keeping it real at zillowgroup.com and their team will connect uh, with you and see if there's any, uh, any synergies there. So uh, appreciate you uh, reminding our, our audience to do that. Um, but Chris, yeah. thank you once again. This has been a great uh, episode full of, I think, chock full of great actionable strategies uh, with social media, also explaining the, the most recent Zillow news about Zillow, Zillow Home. Um, this is a big, big thing. We're super excited uh, to continue um, having these conversations. And um, we want to, on behalf of our listeners, want to thank uh, Chris and the entire Zillow team for uh, being a, a part of our show. We, we really couldn't uh, couldn't be more, more excited and, and proud to have you guys with us. Um, and we'll continue to crank out these episodes on behalf of, uh, of Chris and myself. We want to thank everyone else who is listening and watching or watching. Um, and just remind everyone to help to do two things. If you want to help our show, um, well, three things. One, reach out to Zillow, see what opportunities are available for you. Keeping it real at zillowgroup.com. Send them an email. The other two things, tell a friend. Think of one other a real estate professional that could benefit from having watched or heard this interview with Chris from Zillow and send them a link to our show. The easiest way to do that, find us on our website, keepingitrealpod.com. If you don't want to do that, grab you, tell your phone to grab, uh, tell your friend to grab their phone, pull up a podcast app and just search for keeping it real. Look for the one that says DJ Paris. That's me. That's there's a few others also called keeping it real, but you should find us pretty easily. Um, and, uh, and, and have them subscribe to that. And then also follow us on Facebook. Speaking of social media, um, that's facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod. As I mentioned earlier, all we do is post articles that we find from places like Zillow to help you grow your business and also episodes. And we we also have started posting a funny uh, real estate or, or a funny quote every single day because we thought, you know, we're sort of, you know, we're not that serious. So we want to do something fun. But that's all we do there. There's no fat. Um, it's all meat. So follow us on Facebook. Uh, Chris, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next month. Thanks so much, DJ. Pleasure. Uh -oh.